Welcome to the Well Kind Better podcast. My name is Nicole Gergieva. I'm a holistic well-being coach and mindfulness guide. Every week I share knowledge, stories, and my best tips to help you elevate your well-being and mindset. Together, we explore tools and practices that support you in becoming a kinder and better version of yourself so you can bring your vision board to life. Take a deep breath, relax your shoulders, and let's dive into today's episode. Hey, lovely humans. Welcome to the first episode of the Well Kind Better podcast. Those of you who have been following my journey know that this podcast has been in the making for a couple of years. I think I came up with the initial idea in 2021, and it might have taken me two years to get to this moment, but here we are. And I'm truly so excited to be here and to connect with all of you in this new way. I have chosen to pilot the podcast by sharing about my transition from a full-time job to being a solopreneur because I believe that this shift allowed me to finally find the confidence and time to bring this podcast to life. Some of you might know that I left my full-time job in September this year. This was a transition that was smooth in some ways and quite turbulent in others. For example, I found it quite easy to transition from a 9-to-5 schedule and being accountable for my results to another person, to setting my own fun and work time and keeping productive on my own. However, making the choice to leave was one of the most difficult decisions in my adult life for a variety of reasons. For one, I have never not had a job since I was 22 and the prospect of saying goodbye to my stable monthly income was nerve-wracking. Another thing that made me wonder if I should leave was my colleagues. I was fortunate to be surrounded by some truly amazing humans. We had fun together, but we also learned from each other, and I truly appreciated being a part of that community. The thought of saying goodbye to them and not being in their energy every day was just plain sad. Leaving a job in order to dive into the unknown and pursue something else is a life-defining moment and experience. Or at least it was for me. And today I want to share with you three of the lessons that I gained from making the shift. I hope that these lessons and the stories attached to them will help you in your own pursuit of a more fulfilling life. Okay, let's do this. Lesson number one. The story you tell yourself matters a lot. I would even extend the title of this lesson to the story you tell yourself and the words that you use matter a lot. When the news that I was leaving started reaching people at work, some of them wrote to me and asked what had happened and why I had made such a decision. Now, let's back up for a couple of moments. I'll be honest and quite vulnerable with you. At the time I made up my mind, I knew that there was no going back. I was overworked. I was overwhelmed and, quite frankly, I was overstressed. Even though I tried for months to make my circumstances at work better, I didn't see much progress and I knew that I was heading towards burnout. As a well-being coach, I intuitively knew that the job was not worth hitting that rock bottom. I had good reasons to leave. From one side, because the environment was not supportive of my growth anymore, and from another, to focus on building the business that I am so passionate about. Even though both of these reasons are wonderful and quite strong, I was still carrying some heavy feelings regarding the decision. 
I kept on feeling like I had failed in some way at being successful at my work. And like I was maybe taking the easy way out. I felt this way even though I had lots of evidence and feedback that actually that was not true. Since then, I spent quite a lot of journaling hours understanding this connection to failure. And I have some amazing golden nuggets of wisdom to share with you. But this is a topic for another podcast episode. Okay. So now you understand a little bit more where I was mentally at that time. So when the news that I was leaving started spreading, I immediately felt the responsibility to share a story about my exit that didn't expose all of the things that were not working for me and instead emphasized my personal motives. Why did I feel like that? Because I was leaving behind lovely people and I didn't want to dump on them my biased and unclear feelings at the time. I chose to share about the things that I have learned in the company and how it was time to apply them to something I was more passionate about. The curious thing is that I realized this more empowering story was just as true in my heart as the story I was telling myself about failure. So I made the conscious decision to tell the empowering story more often and to adopt it as the truth. You see, the thing about personal stories is that we create them all the time. It is how we make sense of what is happening in the world around us. Most of the time, the stories are influenced by how we feel, by what other people are telling us, or by previous similar experiences that we have had in the past. This means that our stories don't reflect the true nature of our experiences. They reflect our emotional state at the time when we create them. The good news is that when we are aware of this, we can choose the stories we create and tell about ourselves. Was I experiencing doubt and feelings of failure? Yes, I was. But did I allow this to become my primary storyline? No, I didn't. I decided that this was the moment in the fairy tale when the main character, me, (laughs) is down right before they win the final big battle. It was just a few lines in a paragraph. It wasn't the whole story. Once I decided to make this moment of my life into an empowering story, I started noticing all of the words and language that I used that didn't support me. For example, I stopped saying that I quit my job because the word quit implied that I was a quitter, but I didn't feel this way. So instead, I started saying that I had decided to leave my job. It was much less dramatic, and it also affirmed my participation in this decision. Then... I stopped saying that I was unemployed and started saying that I was building my own business. This was also a more aligned shift of language because it emphasized what I was doing, not what I was not doing. I already knew how powerful the stories we tell ourselves are from working on befriending my anxiety. The experience of leaving my job further affirmed this and allowed me to put it into practice to support an important transition in my life. So that was lesson number one. The story you tell yourself and the words you use matter a lot. Lesson number two. Living something that you've invested a lot in is hard, but feeling unfulfilled is harder. Sometimes I reflect on why it takes people a long time to leave a situation that doesn't serve them anymore. In my life, I have a couple of good examples of this phenomenon with romantic relationships. But you also might find examples related to your work or to your lifestyle. It actually doesn't even have to be a situation. It could also be a mindset. For example, 
Think about how many people are stuck with a belief system that doesn't support them. Maybe they're thinking that they're not the type of person who likes to move their body, or that they're not the type of person who's smart enough to achieve what they dream of. All of these thoughts are mindsets that could be shifted, and yet sometimes we stay stuck in them much longer than we should. I find the answer for this in usual places, such as comfort zones, fears, lack of support, or maybe lack of self-worth. But I also find a part of the answer in a much more interesting place. It doesn't come easy to us humans to leave behind the things that we have invested a lot of energy and time into. Now let's go back to the story of me leaving my job. One of the reasons why it took me a great amount of mental resources and energy to make this decision was because I kept on thinking of all the possibilities that staying at the job would open up. After all, I had invested a good amount of time, effort, and energy into learning the job and building my professional relationships there. A voice in my head was asking me if it was worth leaving all of this behind. The same voice also kept on insisting that if I just pushed through, the rewards would surely be worth it. Can you already guess whose voice was that? It was the voice of my ego. Because my ego did not want to lose what it had, and it wanted to keep on succeeding in this conventional way of building a career. But my soul and my heart, they wanted to pursue the thing that made them feel alive. They couldn't care less about the career that I could have. They wanted me to go on the path that brings me closer to fulfilling my soul's purpose, and leaving the job was a step in that direction. When we experience this conflict, ego versus soul, it could be draining. The ego is strong, it's loud, and it makes arguments that are quite logical. On the other hand, the soul is relentless. It might be quieter and gentler, but it will keep on bugging us when we close our eyes to sleep at night. The ego is like fire, but the soul is like water. It can turn even the biggest rock on its way into small pebbles. I personally find that being unfulfilled is much harder than leaving something behind. However, I also understand from my personal experience how hard it is to make that move. It might feel that once we close the door to a job or to a relationship, we have thrown time, energy, and effort to the wind. But this is actually not true, and it leads me to lesson number three. Lesson number three. Everything you have been through was preparing you for what's ahead. I mentioned at the beginning of the episode that one of the easy things of the transition from a full-time job to managing myself, essentially, was the managing part. I remember a conversation I had with a friend this summer, and at that time I was already entertaining the idea of leaving my job. I was saying that even though there were many, many unknowns that worried me about not being officially employed, I was confident in my ability to manage my time and do the work without having a manager to report to. And you know what? I'm happy to say that I was right. My time management, self-accountability, and organizational skills kicked in and carried me effortlessly through this transition. Sometimes when we see people with these skills, we might think that they were born with them, that they just come easy to them. But this is actually quite far from the truth. When I was a teenager, I was never very organized. In fact, I thrived in chaos, which really annoyed my parents. My room when I was a child was always a mess. (laughs) 
Then in my early 20s, I discovered that I didn't have a self-accountability muscle. I was quite bad at keeping the promises I was making to myself. I can't even count how many diets or workout plans I had started at that time and quit in less than maybe a week. But regarding time management, I learned this quite early in my school years when I had a thousand extra classes to juggle together with school. I believe, however, that I learned to manage my time because I had to, and not because I was the type of person who was very punctual or super well organized. But why am I bringing you on this trip down memory lane? I am doing this to show you that the skills that are currently enabling me to create success were not always there in my life. I have learned to be self-accountable. I have learned to manage my time well. In fact, everything I have ever been through has been preparing me to manage this present moment. And what is more, I have an immense gratitude for my professional journey so far. Even in the hardest jobs and my most miserable moments, I have always managed to learn something valuable. For example, let's take my first corporate job. I worked at a call center and I had to log in every single minute of my day. You were five minutes late to work, you work five minutes more. A half an hour lunch break meant exactly 30 minutes and not a minute longer. Even our toilet breaks were scheduled. And I can tell you this for sure. There were days when my freedom-loving soul passionately hated this setup. But it taught me to be efficient and precise with my time. A lesson that is still serving me today. Or let's take my job in a startup. It taught me an extremely valuable lesson that you don't always need to know what you're doing and that you can make it work and learn on the go. This is such an important lesson for anyone trying to bring a big goal, project, business, or just a big dream to life. So yes, I truly believe that if you dig a bit deeper, you will see how everything you've been through was preparing you for what's ahead. I also believe that we can learn the skills that we need for success at any age with the right motivation and support. So keep your eyes open and take the opportunity to learn from every experience. You never know when the skills you're building right now will skyrocket your life. So these are the three lessons I wanted to share with you today. The first one was about the story you tell and the words that you use and how much they matter in shaping your reality. The second one was about not being afraid to leave behind something that you have invested time and energy in if it doesn't serve you anymore. And the third lesson is about appreciating the journey and noticing how everything you're going through is preparing you for what's ahead. So that's all for today. If you enjoyed this pilot episode of the podcast, leave a rating or a review. It will really help the podcast lift off and reach more people. Thank you so, so much for being here. I truly appreciate it more than words can express at this moment. If you want to join the conversation about this podcast episode, you can do it on my Instagram at wellkindbetter.withnicole and stay tuned for next week when I will be back to help you feel well, be kind and do better one well-being conversation at a time.